So we're at the bar and my buddy Brandon, we call him Scuba. He, he tells me that the first, um, the, the first thing that, that he, he found that was going wrong was he had his, his phone in his hand and he was asking his buddy, you know, where, where's my phone? And his phone's right in his hand and he's asking, you know, where's my phone? And everyone's kind of like, what? What are you talking about, man? Your phone's in your hand. And he's like, no, 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 no. My, my phone. Where's my phone? My, well, he's holding his phone. And, you know, and then the headache started coming and then, and then the, the clinical visits and, and we found out that he had brain cancer. Um, and he, and he passed away probably about six months after that meeting, um, that we had that day at the bar. And for me, that was kind of the, at that point in time, it was the most recent tragedy, tragedy in, in, in a long series of tragedies that kind of made me say, all right, I've got to, I've got to do something. I've got to create a platform. I've got to, I've got to do something. Welcome to the SJ Primetime Show. This is your host, SJ Primetime. Joining me, um, two, two very special guests. Um, these guys have already been an integral part of what we're trying to do, and they will continue to be an integral part of what we're trying to do. Um, Joe and Chris Feely, they also run their very own YouTube channel called History Dose. Check it out. It's awesome. It's great stuff. Um, I'll let these guys kind of introduce themselves. Chris and Joe, what's going on, guys? Yeah, I'm uh, Chris Feely, friend of Sam's, and uh, yeah, we're just trying to help grow the podcast and sort of uh, create the vision for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm Joe Feely, so brother of Chris and also friend of Sam, and yeah, um, I'm I'm mostly working with the visuals and the audio for this podcast, and I'm really excited. I think it has a lot of momentum, and Sam definitely has a lot of energy and a lot of stories to tell. So, yeah, I'm excited. Let's get started. Boys. Let's get it going. Yeah, I know you got. I had a couple of people reach out to me and say, "Man, where'd you get that logo?" It's <laughs> like, so, yeah, that's 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 my guy, Joe. You know, those you, took, are... you took complete credit for. It. <laughs> that's me. That's all me. Yeah, you know, I got the audio visual uh, skills and and it's the whatnot. SJ logo. Yeah. Of course, that's just, I did it. Right. Yeah. That's my brand. That's, yeah. No, these guys have, uh, are bringing kind of that professionalism that I don't know that I would have been able to accomplish right off the jump, to be completely honest. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of hitch my wagon to these guys. I think we've got a great partnership already. And, um, I'm excited to kind of see what develops and, and how this thing, how this thing goes, man. All right. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, to, to kind of go back what we were talking about in, or you were talking about in the intro. Uh, so you mentioned your friend getting brain cancer. It was kind of like the last tragedy in a long line of events that kind of convinced you that you needed some platform to talk to people about things and to keep the memory of these people alive, but also kind of just work through issues. So do you want to talk about what happened before then? What got you to that point? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, for me, it goes back um, a few years ago. It goes back to, you know, May of 2015. I was act- I was actually substitute teaching um, in Miss Willette's class, biology teacher. Shout out to Miss Willette. She was my 10th grade biology teacher. Um, so I'm substituting in this class and it was, it was May, so it's the end of the year, and I had probably three or four seniors in the class, and, you know, on my sub notes, it was like, these three kids need to finish this test, and then they're done. Like, they're done with school, they're done with this class, it's their last kind of box that they need to check as high school seniors. 
was like, all right, this is great. So I gave him their test. Easy peasy. I'm reading the newspaper, just kind of waiting for them to be done. And this kid, he just pops up out of his seat and says, man, I got to go. I got to go. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Um, and actually this, this student was a freshman when I was a senior. Um, so I graduated in 2012. So it was just a couple years after I, I had graduated. And, um, he said, Trey got shot. Trey got shot. I got to go. Trey got shot. And time kind of in that moment stood still. And I was like, whoa, what do you, cause I'm a perfect, I mean, I'm, I'm a teacher, right? So I need to kind of have this, this role of like, everything's going to be okay. Like I, I kind of need to be the glue in that moment that keeps the students together. And, um, and I'm, my mind starts racing and, and, um, about an hour or two later, the school guidance counselor came to my classroom and she told me that Trey had died, had been killed. And she was telling me that so that I could be aware of the culture in the school. She had no idea that I played high school football with Trey, that Trey was one of my good friends. And I just kind of buckled. I mean, my knees just, I mean, I just was like, oh my God. And she, she didn't even realize in the moment, kind of the relationship there. And, you know, that happened and it was kind of like, okay. Self, selfishly, selfishly, it was kind of like, you know, if that were me, what, what would my buddies do to kind of keep my legacy around? Selfishly, that's where I went. You know, selfishly, it was like, if, if that were me, what would my good friends do, whether it was like a, a charity event or a, or a golf tournament or a flag football tournament or, 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 you know, something along those lines. And it was like, I needed to do something to sort of honor Trey, to sort of tip my cap to Trey. I think, you know, it was, it was a combination of wrong place, wrong time. It was a combination of, uh, you know, bad choices. It was just, it was a combination of different variables, but <clears throat> for me, it was like, how can I turn this, this tragedy into something, you know, positive. And so when we go to Trey's service or his funeral in the, in the wake and, 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 you know, it's like you get everybody back together, you get the band back together and it's, it's nice to see everybody, but obviously under the circumstances, it's really, it's really sort of, sort of tragic. And then, you know, you fast forward you fast forward a, a couple of months and, and I was actually up at, up at UMaine Orno. Um, I was actually up at UMaine Orno that night with, with, with the guys. I mean, everybody, I mean, the, the Gillises, the, the Brunigs, the, the, the Gilligans, the, I mean, they were, I mean, everybody and their brother, no pun intended was up there. I mean, it was everybody. And, you know, we were going to go meet and rendezvous at the house party or this spot or that spot or whatever. And, uh, you know, tragically, that was the night that, that DJ, uh, you know, pa passed away. And having crossed that very same trestle that night, having having interacted with DJ, you know, just, just you know, early in that night, through the night, um, you know, again, it was kind of like, you know, we've, we've, we've been here before. <laughs> like, we, you know, geez, like, you know, just, just a few months after, after, um, you know, Trey, it was like, okay, kind of like here, here, here we go again. And so as a community, the, the Westbrook community, I mean, we rallied like we do, like we always do. Um, and you saw him like 40 minutes before he died, right? Yeah. So we were, yeah. So we shuttled up from Southern Maine up to Orono 
and uh, we were at the Grove or at the you know wherever it was. Um, and we get into you know someone's apartment. It's like a you know there's like five or six people that live there. Will Batherson, Jack Gilligan, the boys. And I mean, everyone's there. And it's like, yo, what's up, man? You're dapping people up. You're chest bumping, high fiving, you know. And uh, you know, there's thirty of us, thirty or forty dudes. And so we we sort of broke it off into, into little chunks where, okay, you you eight are gonna go this way, and then you eight go that way, rather than rolling up to this party or this this place with forty kids, you know. So we kind of chunked it out that way. And uh, so when I was I was getting to um, this residence and I actually saw, I was, I saw a DJ, he was leaving. He was leaving. Yeah. So we had, we had hung out, uh, early in the night. We had crossed paths in the night and we were going to finish the night together too. I mean, kind of start and finish the night together. And then kind of what happens in between gets a little, you know, some guys end up here or there or kind of whatever, but the night kind of takes shape, but that was the plan. And so the following day, it was kind of like, I mean, there was no, some guys sleep until 11. Some guys end up at Cumberland Hall, you know, the freshman dorm. Some guys end up over here and over there. And so we weren't really worried at any point. It was like, geez, you know, it's nine. Has anyone heard from DJ? No? Okay. Well, he's probably, you know, his phone's dead or whatever. And then, you know, then 10 and then 10, 30, then 11, then noon. And then it was kind of like, all right, where, you know, where's DJ? And then, and then, you know, then we're out looking and then it's, then it's real. Now it's been, you know, 12 hours to 24 to 36 to 48. And now kind of the panic sets in. And so that was, you know, very, very real in kind of a different way. I mean, you never really have time to sort of like process or, you know, take it in with, with the tray thing. It was kind of like tray was shot. You don't really even have time to process. The DJ thing was unique because it was like, we were up there in real time. I mean, these these things are happening and we're still like, okay, well, where is he? We're looking for clues. We're looking, I mean, we're looking for our buddy. And it's just, you know, it, it's just, no, no one's ready for that. Or no one's like, it's not something that you practice or that you get reps in. It's just, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that you kind of have to, you know. Did it ever cross your mind when you were all, freaking out about where he was that he could be dead you know i think i think for for me i can't speak for anyone else for me personally it was like it was it was i don't even know how to say it it's like you know you know you know what i mean like you know dj six four six five two two yeah. i mean he's just a fucking massive dude just just an absolute stud um, went to Maine Maritime, strong swimmer, uh, played defensive end. I mean, good hands, was a center. I mean, and we talked a little bit before before the show, like if anyone's if anyone's working themselves out of that mix, it's Deej. You know what I mean? If anyone's strong enough, if anyone's got that, that type of um, physical ability, it's, it's Deej. And so for me, I remember asking Jack almost like, you were, you were like, do you want to look? And it was like, yeah, it was a no brainer. But for me personally, it was not, that's weird. I mean, what do you do? Like, did you call the cops or did somebody already? Call yep. Them? So we had reached out to, to law enforcement and, and kind of the whole sort of, um, I mean, they had, I can't remember the name, but it was like not SWAT, but it was like, they had like terrain vehicles and ATVs and water vehicles. I mean, and then, oh. and they had, we had kids up and we had kids from, 
you know, Portland drive up and we had kids from Maine Maritime and we, we had like kind of all hands on deck. What's, and I don't remember exactly if it was, if that was a, a Thursday night and a Friday or a Friday night and a Saturday, but I remember like while he's, while this is still missing, while, while, while this is still going on, there's still a Saturday night. Like there's still people going out to the frats or going to the dorms or doing, and it's like, I mean, I'm up my I'm up there for the weekend and it was just like, it, it, it was, it was a mess. It was, a, it was a mess. And so, you know, February 26th is when, is when he went missing. And it wasn't until late April that we actually found his body. And, uh, so it was pretty, it was pretty tragic, man. It was pretty, pretty sad. And, uh, you know, again, as a community, you kind of find ways to, to lean on each other and rally. But again, that was a moment where it was like, okay, again, I need to do something more. I need to, to challenge myself. I need to, to, I need to dig a little deeper. I need to, I need to uh, something, you know, and, and I don't know what that it is in February of 2016 or in April of 2016, but I know that there, there's something out there that's bigger than me that, that needs to be done. And so you fast forward a, a few months later, another one of my good friends growing up, uh, Kevin, Kevin Griscoviak, um, scrappy guy, basketball guy, long, reminds me of Manu a little bit, like with the Euro, he was kind of like a Euro lefty, um, long, like a long point guard, um, rangy, decent jump shot, I'll give you that Kev, decent, decent jumper, um, and, and so, you know, Kevin, again, great kid, we all make some, some questionable choices sometimes. And I think he just, you know, again, I can't speak to all the details. Um, but he died, um, the last day of 2016. Um, and I actually, so that was new year's Eve. And I don't remember, I think that was one of the first times Sarah and I actually spent new year's together. We've been together like four or five years. And that was because we always joke like we're never each other's new year's kiss or whatever. And, uh, well, we, I guess we always end up being <laughs> New Year's kids. <laughs> but who was that last year? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. Who was that? Well, she's always with like her girlfriends or whatever. And they're all, you know how that goes. Yeah. Um, Don't really remember. Right. 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 Yeah. And so I actually remember that, that January 1st of 2017, there was a picture of Kevin on a table, like passed out. And it was like, it literally was like, rest in peace, Kevin. Like, you know, love you, man, whatever. And I, and I ha-ha'd the post. Instead of, you know, like, love, sad, wow, angry, react on Facebook. I clicked ha-ha because I thought someone was like, you know, he's dead. Like, he drank so much last night. Like, he couldn't handle himself. He's still passed out. And I remember, like, it didn't even register. Like, it didn't even register in that moment, like, that he could possibly be gone. And I ha-ha'd this, this, this post. And I kept scrolling. And then I saw another one. And it still didn't even hit. It was like, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then, and then it was again. And then I, and then in that moment, I was like, wait a minute, you know, this, this is real. And it, and it kind of, at this point, you know, you, you, you've kind of been, you've been through it a little bit and then it, it just, it kind of brings back all that other stuff. You know, it's like, really? And again, the community rallies, we get together at the wake, we get together at the funeral. We're all together. 
you know, mourning and grieving and crying and laughing and, 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 and celebrating his life and, and, and being angry at his life and, and that it wasn't long enough or that he didn't get enough out of it or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, but, but we rally, we continue to rally. And then, you know, fast forward again. This young man was a guy that I had the opportunity to coach. I had the opportunity to have him in class a couple of times. Um, and again, a life that ended far too soon in a, in a very tragic manner. Um, we called him, we called him Jay Rowe and a Westbrook guy. And that relationship for me was a little bit different. That was more of a professional relationship. Um, having coached this kid and, and been his, one of his substitute teachers, um, for an extended period of time, but had the opportunity to get to know this young man and really, a, really a great kid, a spunky kid. Kids responded to him. Um, when he spoke, people listened. He had a very kind of vibrant, uh, personality and, um, he was a kid that, that made people smile. He made people laugh. He was, he was a very, um, likable kid, a very likable kid. And, you know, at, the, at this point, it's kind of like, it's like par for the course. It's like we're, it's like every, you know, eight to 10 months, like here we go again. And it's just, for me personally, that's how it felt. And, um, I don't want to get used to getting good at that process, right? The like, we're going to be okay. Let's hang in there. Let's lean on each other. Like, I don't want to be a professional, like, you know, griever or someone that, you know, has a ton of practice there. I mean, no, nobody, nobody wants that, but that's, that's such as life. I mean, that, that's kind of what happens. And so for me, you know, as we continue to go and I, I honestly, I had to put, put this list in chronological order because it gets so blurred over the years. I mean, Trey was, was the, was the, is the first guy on my list here in 2000, May, May of 2015. And he's still my cover photo on Facebook. And there's since been X amount of tragedies and I'm still processing Trey being murdered five years ago. You know what I mean? It's like, it still hasn't even really clicked yet. And so in July of 2018, my, my friend Brandon and I, um, we met and we, and we, we chatted over, um, some beers and some burgers, fantastic burger. Um, and you know, the way he handled it and his situation was a little bit different because the writing was on the wall a little bit in advance. You know, he had been, he had, that's been, what you talked about in the intro. Right. We call him scuba. We call him scuba. I don't even know why or where that came from or what that was all about, but he was, he was, uh, he was scuba. I met him in rec, um, when we were in first or second grade, he moved to Maine from Florida, became one of my, my closest, dearest friends. And he's one of those guys too. We all have friends like this where like, you're so tight initially. And then like you might, for example, he went to Chevrolet. I moved to Socopy or I moved all over the place and it didn't matter how much time had passed. It was like no time had passed at all. You know what I mean? So, um, so we met and we talked about kind of, you know, the weeks, months leading up to it. We talked about that a little bit in the intro when he was expressing his inability to sort of control his own brain. That's, when we talked at first about kind of his action plan to conquer this thing and overcome it. And, um, and then we also talked about the events leading up to it. And, um, I kind of, I'm, I'm not, I met, I met with Brandon's, uh, grandfather, 
Um, and we've been in touch since. And we met not too long after Brandon passed away. And we talked a little bit about, you know, Brandon and got to know him as a person, Brandon's uh, grandfather, um, Papa. And uh, I remember I the way that I handled the Brandon one was very selfish in my mind. And I explained this to, to Brandon's grandfather. And I said, you know, cause that was the last time I, I saw Brandon was that day uh, at the bar. And, and part of it was because he physically, he started to kind of break down a little bit, you know, not mentally. He, I, I would say he was sharp as a tack through as much as he could be considering the circumstances, but selfishly, I didn't want to see him in that way. I didn't want to, not that I would, I, I'm going to remember him how I'm going to remember him, but I just, I bowed out a little bit. I just kind of, you know, he had, he had some charity events. He had some, some gatherings at like Scarborough Downs with friends and, and family and raising money and all this stuff. And I just, I didn't go. I just pulled the, pl- I just, I didn't, you know, and I, and I explained this to his papa. I was like, man, it's very selfish of me. And he said, he said, you know, it wasn't selfish. You know, it, it, it wasn't selfish at all because you were able to identify and understand your own limitations as a man and sort of like take a step back and, and, and be selfish in a way that would ultimately end up in, in kind of a selfish progression, if you will. Like, you know, you're selfish now, take care of yourself now. So that way you're in a position to kind of take care of other people at a later date or at a later time, you know, in the future. And it was like, it made me feel good. But again, that situation was unique because we had a little bit of time to sort of, I mean, to, to prep or to kind of think about, okay, well, what's, what, you know, is plan A or plan B, or if this happens, then we do this. Or if that happens, we do that. Whereas the other situations, boom. I mean, it was like, this happened, boom. And so... So do you think you were trying to kind of remove yourself from like the same grieving process? that you had just been through like three times before, like you kind of wanted to almost forget that in a way. Yeah. I think there was a lot of that. I think there was a lot of like, don't want to do this. Like if I just pretend that it's not there, it's not there. If I just ignore it, everything's going to be okay. If I just, if I just like shy away from it and just, keep having this positive mindset and, and keep having this sort of growth mindset, then it'll all be okay. And, and Scuba and I, we stayed in touch via text, um, big football guy. We're in a, a nerd league. He actually got me into it. It's basically fantasy football, um, but it's no money and it's all positions. So it's all defense, offense, linemen. It's like so much time and effort for, just the love of the game, you know. I mean, it's no like reward at all. no reward whatsoever. Um, he got me in this league, and so we had been talking a lot about football. It was the year that the Patriots had two first round draft picks last year. Um, so Isaiah Wynn and Sony Michelle ended up being their their two first round draft picks, and um, so we had a lot of fun leading up to that draft, looking at different. Um, you know, I like this guy. Well, I think this guy fits our scheme a little bit better. I mean, we we avoided any kind of real... I mean, we had that real conversation at the bar that day. I was like, okay, who's your surgeon? Okay, you're going down to Beantown. Okay, this is this is the likelihood that it'll be successful. This is what we're shooting for. This is what we hope doesn't go wrong. And then it was like, all right, man, who are we getting in the first round? Like, who, like should we trade up? Should we trade down? We kind of shifted yeah, our focus. It was like a 
almost like purposeful distraction from it. Right. For me personally. And I think intentionally, maybe unintentionally, I was trying to probably distract him too a little bit because I know that his, his girlfriend, uh, at the at the time, I mean, I don't know. She's I don't know, she's not his widow, but her name's Olivia. She's an absolute love. She's just a sweetheart. I I, I can't say enough great things about her. Um, she and I stayed in touch, and as we got closer, you know, kind of to the end, it you know he was breaking down a little bit physically and mentally, and 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 so she kind of became that beacon of conversation and that communication, and and um, and so. For me, it was kind of like, I knew that he had mom and dad and all these different people checking in on him physically. It was like, hey, let's just focus on something else. Like, let's go. Let's just talk about, he's a big LeBron guy. I can't stand LeBron. Um, I'm warming up to LeBron. It's sports hate. <coughs> Excuse me. With LeBron. Like, he's a, he's a good dude off the court. Like, no controversy, but... I'm just not a big LeBron guy. But so we would talk about, you know, LeBron and Brady. And actually, I want to pull this up really quick. I, I don't know if I've showed you guys this. So his girlfriend got Brady to... <laughs> this is So this is June of 2018. Oh, no way. What's up, Brandon? Um, I heard everything that you're going through, and I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you. And um, I wish you the best of luck. And uh, hang tough, and we're going to win some games for you this year. So take care of yourself, man. Good luck. That's awesome. Wow. So the, the GOAT himself. So his girlfriend, I don't even know how she's like slid into Brady's DMs or like what, how she facilitated this. But yeah. Tom Brady, and, and of course, they went on to win the Super Bowl that yeah, year. Right? They, awesome. they beat the Rams, you know what I mean? And Brandon, of course, didn't get oh to gosh. see that game. Um, a lot of people said that that was a boring Super Bowl. Um, as a special teams guy myself... I loved it. I would argue Ryan Allen, the punter, should have been the MVP of that game. He was obviously just recently cut by New England, but um, fantastic football game. But just really cool that, you know, TB12 reached out, just showing his love and support. And um, that one was, that one was, that one was different for me. That one was tough. I remember a couple days after he passed, I was leaving him voicemails on his phone. Um, you know, because I think his his voicemail was still set up, so you still kind of hear his. And I would I would call him. I would call him once or twice a week, and then, yeah. and then when it was like, you know, this number is no longer in service. It was like you just break down because then then it, yeah. then it becomes more real. Then it becomes like, you know, so th- th- that one for for me was challenging. But again, it sort of added to this like I've got to do something. I've got I've got to do something. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what, but I know why. (laughs) I don't know what the what is or the how or the where or the when, but I know why I've got to do this. And for me, that's kind of where it starts. You know what I mean? That's where it starts. And so just recently, man, in, in March, our buddy, Sean, our buddy, Sean, I got his, I got his, uh, his, uh, his wristband on Airman McCo. This, this guy just, it's funny because a lot of these guys, Trey, DJ, Kevin, and Sean, um, were all younger than me. I moved to Westbrook as a sophomore in high school. I alluded to that in the trailer. These guys were all younger than me by a year or two or three, but I looked up to these guys. I mean, DJ was younger than me, but he was 6'5", 225. I mean, I literally and figuratively looked up to these guys, man. And um, Sean... Uh, tragically was 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 killed um protecting people 
you know, and he, and the irony here with Sean is that he was overseas. I mean, he had served here. He had served there. He had gone into, into places where you're like, oh man, I hope you get back safe, dude. Like Godspeed, like be safe, please. And then when we hear that he's coming back home to the United States, back home to Little Rock and you're like, like that collective sigh of relief, like, oh, thank God, you know, he's safe. Like, thank God he's back home in a non-combat area. He's safe. He's secure. Him and his him and his girlfriend Sarah are gonna. They got a puppy. They're gonna. They got. I think they were buying a house. I don't know if they had just bought a house. They were closing on a house. Um, oh, thank God they get to kind of start their lives together. And I was on P. We play on PlayStation Four. And Sean, he was in Korea, was it? So when we would be up late into the into the early morning playing Fortnite, he would just be logging on. So I actually got to know Sean. A, a lot over the last, you know, 12, 16, 18 months through Fortnite, through Madden, through video games. And I mean, you spend a lot of time on there and you're chatting with people and it's like, you know, and that, and that is when I found out what had happened. It was in that same group chat. It was in that same PlayStation lobby where it was like, who'd you guys hear about? And it's like, what are you talking about? Have you heard about? Here, like, here we go. You know, and then you and then you start to kind of uncover some of the details and 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 how he went in. And, and again, I wasn't there, and I don't want to speculate. But at the end of the day, he was protecting people. He was protecting people. Um, he was putting himself in, in front of others in, in a selfless way. And you know, it was, at that point, it was kind of like, all right, all right, all right, Johnson, Johnson. You know, it's bigger than you, like. Quit, quit being, um, quit, quit shying away from, from being vulnerable. Don't be afraid to, to be uncomfortable. Um, at, at, at that point it was like, all right, man, the clock is on. You know what I mean? Like the clock, the clock is on. Like we've only got so much time and I don't, I'm not trying to be like, oh, every live every day. Like it's your last, every moment is your last, but like. I kind of am like that's it, kind of what it comes down to because it's like the, the clock is on and you don't know and for me here we go I'm gonna pull it up we're gonna get to it for me it's about leaving it out there and not feeling regret because one thing that I'm I'm trying to overcome and, and that's what I'm doing right now in real time scared as scared to death to put myself out there in front of people for criticism and, and to be vulnerable and, and to fail but for me I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not. I'm afraid to to regret. I'm afraid to 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 wonder, wow. What if I what if I had done it this way? What if I had done it that way? I wonder what the result would have been. Um I I I go back to this play um my senior year of high school, man. It's infamous. Anyone that knows me knows the play. Westbrook High School at Wells High school. I'm gonna pull it up here. We'll try to get it for you guys so you can you can kind of see what I'm talking about. But um, first quarter against a very good Wells football team. I think it's play 17. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and so for me, this play, while as heartbreaking as it is for me, actually it's my it's the best play in my career. Okay, so it's really not that heartbreaking. A couple plays later is when the heartbreak happens. Okay, um, but so I'll just kind of run you through it here. It's third and 13. 
Um, we're backed up in our own end zone, or in our own territory, excuse me. We're on about the 30-yard line or so. And in my head, I'm begging Coach Allen, our offensive coordinator, call this play. You might as well have called it SJ primetime, okay? It was, it was loose, mini curl, right. Okay, that was the play call in the huddle, but it might as well have been called SJ primetime because this, this was my play. Okay, so our quarterback drops back to pass. He steps up in the pocket. I get behind the defense. I make the catch. I start to stumble a little bit at the 50, and, that, and, then, I, and then I break free, and I'm up the sideline, and Johnson's at the 40. He's at the 35-30. He could score. I cut inside. I cut inside, and that, that's the regret. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through it one more time. I'm going to go through it one more so time. So if you had just stayed straight, you would have so scored the touchdown. I would have scored the touchdown. Uh. Okay, so you get behind the defense. Now, if you watch here. This is Aaron Duncanson. This kid slips, okay? As a coach, my coaching point here is don't slip. <laughs> yeah. Don't slip. Get yeah, your whatever foot. you do, don't yeah, slip. Yeah, whatever right you there. do, be an athlete <laughs> yeah. and don't fall on the ground. Be standing. Right, right. And so as you can see, I don't even have, I'm so excited. Yeah. Normally I catch the ball and I go right down. It's like I don't know. Dude, you're you're in the clear right now. Like, Dude, hey, he's go going, come on, come on, yeah. come on. Dunks up top. I mean, that, that thing is sealed. Jimmy Wheatley, can we talk about this guy's effort for a second? Look at number 80 at the bottom of the screen. Look at this guy. Look at the motor. Look at him get out in front. Look at him go. Look at him go. Look at the seal. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, that's a primetime play. That's a primetime play. Get upfield. Look at the quarterback. My quarterback. That's my quarterback. Terry Weber, number two. My dude. Okay. Get upfield, Johnson. What are you doing? And you've broken the mic right now. <laughs> broken the mic. I'm a little too loud. I'm sorry. Look at this. So I cut back in. I got tackled. Coaches are going crazy. Coaches are going crazy. Was this like a very important game? Okay, so this was to give you this was second round of the playoffs. These guys haven't lost a game all season. Wells, okay? They went on to win the state championship. Okay. We are 0-0 first quarter. Okay. Now, after that big play, I'm out of the game because I'm a situation. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like the third or fourth receiver in a run-heavy offense, okay? <laughs> and so I didn't even care. I'm on the sideline just getting our crowd going. I didn't even care that I didn't score in this moment because I knew we got the Fitzpatrick. We got the best fullback in the state. We got our quarterback, Terry time. Anyone can score here. I don't care. So first play, we run belly, Okay. They get us. So now that's a two-yard gain. I mean, second and goal from the two. Make my day. We're about to take the lead against the undefeated state champs. Okay. Next play. And actually, just real quick. So after my big play, I was so razzed up that they had called this same formation here. And I was so hyped that I wasn't on the field. And they had to call a timeout. So that probably plays a role in this somehow. But so here we go. And Terry, I love you, baby. You know I love you, but I, it's part it's part of my story. It's part of my life. It's part of the legacy. Balls on the ground. Scoop and score. Joey or Jerry Spinelli? I can't. It's not he fumbled Jerry. it? He fumbled it on the oh. one. And so that that kid just just house call all the way. Honest to God, you don't see me in the picture because I am I literally shed a tear on this play. Like literally because I knew. I knew. Were you a senior? I was a senior. I was a senior. This is it. This was this was the last football game I'd ever played in. And so the biggest play in my life ended up translating to six points for the other team. You know, and, and I could have, should have, would have 
put this ball in the end zone, giving us the lead. So the Spinelli kid that returned the kick for a touchdown, he was also their field goal kicker. So he was so tired from running that he missed the PAT. So it was 6 nothing. We held them to six points in the whole first half. So we ended up at halftime, it was still 6 nothing in that game. So like, <laughs> I am always like, dude, had I scored and it was 6 nothing, good guys, how would that get? I mean, we might be flirting with a, with a Westbrook High School State Championship in football, which when you say that out loud, it's like almost laughable. But it's not because we had the team, we had a roster, we had some dudes. And it's like, so for me, that right there, that reg- that regret of like, man, just keep staying up the sideline. Like, what are you doing? Don't cut in. Like, it's it's like I'm not. It's not going to ruin my life, but it's enough. It's meaningful enough to me that it's going to give me enough fire under my ass to say like, I don't ever want to feel that again. Yeah, and that, that's yeah. like the thing that you can you can almost like get over regret by saying, okay, I'm going to take that. Like I I you can't change that. Like. You know, that right. was not a prime time play. Right. And you need to like live with that. But the thing that you take from it is that, you know, you you gain some fortitude from it that you know, okay, this is how regret works. Like I just have to live with this. And even though I'm not gonna have another opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. like there are other things I can do to try to minimize regret in the future. Mm-hmm. And you don't wanna like say Hey, I'm starting a podcast and then like, you know, three years down the line, like don't have any episodes out yet or something. So, yeah, I felt like I could have done a podcast. Exactly. Like, uh, but I think so like the, the goal for this podcast, like what would you say it is? Like what are we, in what way would you kind of connect what you were talking about in the intro and these tragedies to what you see this podcast becoming? I think <clears throat> for me, whether I'm whether I'm coaching, whether I'm teaching, whether I'm podcasting, whether I'm hanging out with you guys or, or, or anybody, I'm trying to make the people around me better. And, and, and from like a content standpoint, if it's a classroom, from a football standpoint, if it's football, um, I, I want to make people feel good. I want people to feel empowered and feel confident and feel... Um, like they matter because they do. And I, I know that from my own experiences, like it feels good to feel good. You know what I mean? And like at the end of the day, I want this 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 show, this primetime show to be fun, entertaining, engaging. I want to make people think. I want to help encourage people think. I'm not going to make you do anything. <laughs> I'm not going to make, I'm not going to force you to do anything. I just simply want to provide an opportunity or an experience to kind of grow from or to take something away from. Um, my dad has been telling me since I was a young kid, Sam, you're a star. You're a star. I'm so proud of you. Fletcher? Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> Why so serious? <laughs> no. So Agent of chaos. <laughs> dad, dad, take off that makeup. Dad, you're scaring me. No. no I got uh, these scars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say anything. My he father. Had a, yeah, he had a knife in my mouth. So I wasn't able to respond. <laughs> That's why I started this podcast. Right. But so he's like... I guess if you hear something enough, you kind of start to believe it a little bit. And and having kind of bounced around throughout my life from school to school or district to district, um, I've been able to sort of adapt 
and mold and kind of find myself and stay true to myself, but also sort of adapt to the culture that, that I find myself in. Um, I grew up in Portland, Maine, and gone, having gone to Riverton Elementary School and Lincoln Middle School, and then having moved to Socopee Valley, a completely different demographic. And being able, to, and I, I think I've always done a, a good job of like, making making it work for myself and, and and finding kind of creative ways to to listen to the to the community and the culture and kind of fit in but also like remain true to who I am as a person um having moved to out west to Oregon for for a little under a year and and then again just like kind of making it work and then having moving back to Maine and I mean by the time I got to Westbrook as a sophomore that was my third different high school and I'm not trying to say like, oh, you know, I had all these experiences that I had to overcome, but like I did, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I did that, but I, I know that a lot of people had a lot harder or tougher um, circumstances or situations than I did, but I, that, that doesn't discredit like what I've done. And I guess like for the listeners, like we can't, you've got to like, you've got to be able to pat yourself on the back a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, my buddy just posted something the other day about how, you know, why can't people just do good things just because they're good things? Like, why can't people just like, just do something nice for someone and not talk about it? Or And, and they can. But I think we, we have got to get to a point, and this is more of a societal thing, you know, but it's like, it feels good to feel good. So like, at the end of the day, like, that's all I'm really going for. I want to make people feel better. And I want to, I want to feel good myself. And I want... I want to not feel bad about doing that. So if I want to pat myself on the back and say, hey, I'm really proud of this work that I did, then I'm going to do that. And and for me, I'm going to encourage other people when I see them doing great things because, and I'll be the first to admit that when my buddy texts the group chat and says, I got a promotion, I'm like, why you? Why not me? Like, that's where I go initially. And then I have to overcome that selfishness and say, hey, wait a minute. Good for you, man. Like, I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering for you. And so for me, it's kind of like breaking this mindset of like negativity. And it's like, we just kind of focus on the bad stuff. And it's just like, why? You know what I mean? Like, why? We can make a conscious choice to to, to choose kind of the direction that we want to head in. And for me personally, having all these adverse experiences, seeing all my, not all my buddies, but a handful of my good friends, you know, die in a variety of different ways and, and through a bunch of different experiences, like the clock's on and, and my time is all I have. And I refuse to spend it in a way that is negative or draining from a physical or emotional standpoint. I just refuse to do that. I'm at a point in my life now where I've had enough experiences, whether it be wells, whether it be you know, moving to here from there, whether it be, you know, whatever the case may be, I have enough experiences in my life to say, hey, wait a minute, this is how I want to spend my time. This is who I want to spend my time with. You know, this is where I want to spend my time with. So I feel comfortable and confident to sort of make those decisions and, and declarations for myself. And, and and I want to encourage other people to do that too. Um, you know, we say things like, you know, we have one life or like, you know, I don't care what other people think, but like at the end of the day, we have to do, and I have to do, I've been talking about doing a podcast. I've been talking about writing a blog. I just had a Facebook memory from like 2009 that was like, Hey, if I wrote a blog, would anyone read it? That was 10 years ago. 
<laughs> that was ten years ago. If I wrote you, wasn't that like ten years ago people started saying YOLO? Right. So you should. <laughs> YOLO. How did that not motivate you? Right. Right. YOLO. Only live once, man. Yeah, isn't it crazy that like 99% of the things we say we're going to do and all of our goals never get actualized? It's only like that 1% that does. Right. And that's why it's like so many people, like you were saying with the regrets, it's like mm-hmm. people will just get stuck in the past too and they'll just lament stuff that they should have done. It's almost like they prefer to be there sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. To, to your point, yeah. Like people, like we prefer to be miserable almost. It's like if I post something that's like, oh, I got a promotion. It's like you get a few likes or some some thumbs up or some yays. But if like, if I share something that's like, oh, I lost my house and I blah, blah, blah. It's like that news will travel a lot quicker than I feel like the positive news. Yeah. And, and but, like, but in reality, it shouldn't be like super filtered either way. And I think that's the idea with this podcast is like if somebody dies and it affects you, you talk about that. Right. But if, if something's happy, like you also talk about that too. Right. Because it's like you always see like, you know, like if you're comparing yourself to somebody on Instagram or Facebook, for some reason they're always on vacation. Like, how are you still in the Bahamas? <laughs> uh, right. And, but then the other, the other way is also weird when somebody's just airing their grievances on Facebook the entire time. Mm-hmm. And usually they don't. Usually they like repost sad memes or something or... Uh, a quote that's clearly calling out their ex-boyfriend. <laughs> the yeah. subtweet. And then I hit unfollow. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I've unfollowed a handful of people lately just because like it feels good to just like let that go. Like I used to play, uh, I, I, I got a, like a slow pitch softball team going and I've been doing it for like four or five years and it was, I mean, it was my good buddies. Like we go, I was the pitcher. It's the best pitcher in the league, by the way. Um, yeah, well, slow pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, underhand, right, <laughs> right, and uh, and and it got to a point like year three or four. It was like no matter what the result of the game, we could have won twenty to nothing, we could have lost twenty to zero, we could have won on a walk off, we could it could have been close. No matter the situation, no matter who we played, or I felt awful after the game, like. For whatever reason, it was because I, I I didn't put you in the lineup where you wanted to be, or you were pissed at me because you weren't playing third and you were playing second, or no matter what, I felt negative. And it was like, I got to a certain point, I think Sarah was like, why are you playing? <laughs> like, yeah. like, what's your deal? And it was like, I had this moment where it was like, oh no, you know what I mean? It was like, everything just was like, I yeah, can see clearly. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, I was like. Yeah. Everything was Disney just like, now owns your podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, Disney no. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sell out to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> We're not selling out for the record. We are not selling out on this podcast. Well, that was an original price. cover by that Sam was a Johnson. Cover for yes. two hundred dollars, we will sell out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, subscribe to our no <laughs> Patreon. No, no. Um, you guys heard about Disney Plus? <laughs> yeah, for fourteen ninety nine, just five small installments. <laughs> you could watch one Disney movie. Um, <laughs> dude, I just got. That's funny. That's good stuff. Um, but you're talking about like how oh, we're so selective, right? With, right. With figuring, like, with just looking at negative parts of life, mm-hmm. it's some some sick fascination that a lot of us have. Right. Oh, and, and 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 so 
Right. Thank you, Joe. Get me back on track. <laughs> so I just, I pulled the plug. I said, I'm not, I'm not doing softball anymore. And I was like, well, why not? I said, Cause I, I don't want to, it doesn't bring me joy. I don't want to spend my time doing things that I don't, if it's not a net positive, then yeah. I, I don't want to do it. You know? And I think I'm at a point in my life, both personally and professionally, where I feel comfortable and confident to make those, make those choices. And I want to encourage other people too, to do, to do that too. Take care of yourself. Like I'm extremely selfish at times, but it's in, it's so that I can be selfless. Like I'm no good to anybody else. If I'm no good to myself. Um, if you've been on an airplane, you know that, you know, when they go over the safety protocols, I use this analogy all the time. Um, you know, you have to put your own mask on first and then you help mom or dad or, or your neighbor or whatever the case may be. But if you if you don't have your mask on, you are no good to those other people. You got to take care of you first. So for me, um, I'd be lying if I said that this, I mean, look at the name, the SJ Primetime Show. I mean, it's like, it's, it's a little bit about me, but the idea is that it, the translation is, is like selfish to selfless. It's like if I can if I can put my, myself in a position to be successful where I feel like I'm in a good place, then I'm going to go ahead and pay that forward tremendously. I mean, in my life, I've had so much support from teachers, coaches, and now I'm in a position where I'm a, I'm a middle school teacher. I teach an alternative education program where I support kids that fall beneath the cracks, that don't qualify for, for ELL services, don't qualify for special ed services. Um, the kids that we don't want in our class. Like, can you get this Sam Johnson kid out of my class? Like you send that kid to me and I coach him up and I support him. And, and I was that kid too. And so I'm just, I'm so excited to be in a position to kind of pay it forward in a way um, that to me feels like the, the right way, you know, been, been coaching football, been coaching tennis. And I just want to like give, give, give and support and, 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 you know, I just think <clears throat> it's, it's just, it's what I do. You know, it's what I do. I've moved around a million times in my life. I connect with people. Um, anyone that knows me knows that I have a, a, a sort of <laughs> genuine um, ability to, to connect with people. And I, and I care about people. I, I value um, conversation and, and communication and relationships. And um, <clears throat> so for me, that's kind of that's kind of what this thing is all about and and to be honest who knows where this thing's going to evolve to or grow to or or where it's headed i mean i mean who knows i think you know for me the the possibilities are are kind of open and and endless and you know we'll see but for me right now um if i just kind of take a step back and look at my life where i you know i just turned 25 um I feel like I'm I'm putting myself in a position to to be successful, and and it hasn't always been easy, um, hasn't always been fun, but I feel I feel good about I feel good about it where we're headed and where we're going, and and um, you know I'm just I'm just excited, you know I I think people like you we were just talking about Joe like, I mean it's what is it it's August September I mean it's like it's gonna be September soon. Be September, Tomorrow. and it's like I'm still working on my my New Year's resolution: read more books, work out. Like I'm still trying to you work. Got, you got a few more months. Left. I got we got a few yeah. more months, and I think I mean, how many of us say like I want to write a book? I want to I want to do this. I want to hike the Appalachian Trail. I want to do that. And it's like you know what? The clock is on. <laughs> we out here. We can do that. 
And so for me... The funniest thing is that I was using Google Trends. So you can like type in what people will keyword search and all that. (laughs) And if you type in diet, fitness, nutrition, literally early January spike right off the graph and then trickles all the way down to nothing by April and no one cares anymore. Isn't that funny? It's just, and I don't think it's like, our intentions are good. They're pure. We want to get better. We want to grow. We want to be vulnerable. We want to be uncomfortable and and, and develop, but it's hard. It's hard, man. This is hard. I mean, this is hard to like put yourself out there because we're so critical of each other. We just want to tear each other down. Well, especially when like somebody else is like, building too like they're building their life and everybody's like wait why are you doing that or like that makes me feel oh, like i'm not building my life oh yeah. so so you're going to the gym now why yeah. why why would you need to do that exactly and it's like <laughs> dude and, and i i'm i'm in that camp i'm in that boat i'm yeah. not sitting here saying like i don't do that because i do I'm yeah like, oh, i think why? everybody feels yeah. that because it's just a sign of your sense of your own inadequacies exactly like, you kind of like I don't know. I feel like people, most people feel that. Almost everybody feels that in some way. And it's like, if you can just be honest about it. Not Conor McGregor. Not Conor McGregor. If you... (laughs) Fuck the Mayweathers. (laughs) (laughs) But if you can be honest about it, it's like, then that's the first step into like consciously stopping that. And saying like, okay, let's just be honest. Everybody feels jealousy to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was listening to a podcast the other day where he was talking, it was like the laws of human nature um, where he was talking about like, but we tell ourselves we're not actually feeling jealousy. We we're telling ourselves like, no, I'm, I'm just legitimately curious why they would want to go to the gym or cause we have very good ways of masking our own emotions. And so that's why I, th- I feel like this podcast is a good space to just like the, the MO should kind of be, Let's just be honest and like admit that I mean, right. you're not a perfect person, right? And we have flaws, but like you could never work on those flaws unless you admit that you have them. Yeah, it's about understanding it and then and then overcoming it, right? It's yeah. like, okay, now I've identified that I have this shortcoming or this issue, and now I need to take it a step further and try to acknowledge it, be mindful, be aware of it, and then how can I? change my mindset or change my way of thinking or my way of um, communicating or or having that kind of thought process manifest itself um, into the real world. Because again, yeah, I don't have all the answers. I'm 25. Like I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing, but I think, and that's why you should turn this podcast off because Sam is really an idiot. <laughs> he knows nothing. Don't listen. Just shut it off. If you're still listening at this point, he, he literally has no answers. Right? <laughs> I have. I don't have a single answer, guys. <laughs> Man, how do you guys? I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we can turn this podcast off too. I mean, we can. Should we? Holy cap, guys! Hey, listen. Appreciate you guys for listening, man. Um, We'll see what develops. Um, I'll get up a, we'll get, we'll get like a Gmail going. We'll get so, so you guys can send some questions in or send some thoughts in or comments. Um, and we'll just kind of see, we'll see where this thing goes and, and what transpires and what develops. Um, my hope is that we can get, uh, we can kind of ramp up the, not the intensity, but the, the amount of, of podcasts that we do. But for now, we're going to stick to once a month. 
and we'll just kind of see we'll kind of see what develops here. Appreciate you guys for listening, yeah. man. And Disney, if you're watching, <laughs> Sam's willing to do covers apparently. Yeah. So two hundred bucks a spot. We, we can so. negotiate on price. We, we just, can. It's negotiable. <laughs> it's all about money. <laughs> it's all about money. That's why we're that's why we're doing yeah. this. Is is Look, for just the, to get to the end of it. Yeah, it's like we're actually awful people. <laughs> <laughs> just want your money in my pocket, essentially. Yeah. No, no. Disney presents the SJ Time Time Show. <laughs> well, my my dad. When I was a kid, last thing, uh, my dad. I asked my dad, "Are we rich?" And he said, "Yeah." And I was like, oh, sweet. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> and you were getting reduced lunch. Yeah, I'm getting free and reduced lunch. I'm getting, you know, the same rubberized Salvation Army basketball that gets donated every year to my family. And I'm like, are we rich? And he goes, yeah. And I go, okay, tell me a little more. And he goes, you know, because of the friends we have and the people in our lives and, and you know, all these things that we, not what we have, but who we have and why we have. Okay, so... Are we rich? Okay, <laughs> cut that out. Like, what are you talking? It's like, can we go to McDonald's? And he said, no. I said, why not? He said, because I don't have any money. I was like, but I, saw, I thought you said we were rich. Like, what are you talking about? And, but, you know, all jokes aside, I'm starting to kind of understand what he meant by that about, yeah. you know, who you have, not what you have, and, and, and kind of the relationships and the people. So, I mean, we're sitting here yeah. joking about money, but I mean, I, I honestly feel like I'm rich and it has nothing to do with. Um, being a full-time teacher and making however much a, a year, although that is more money than I've ever made in my life. It's seven figures. <laughs> <laughs> right. Might as well be. It feels like it. Um, I feel rich in, in a bunch of different ways, man. So I'm just excited, guys. It's been awesome. I can't wait to, to kind of move forward with you guys and, and again, see how this thing develops and, and, and progresses um, over the over the next few months, man. Season one, episode one. Thank you guys so much right. for, for listening, man. to evolve and, uh, it's good, yeah. It's been a wrap. SJ Primetime Show, baby.